Hello, everyone, and welcome to Writers Drinking Coffee. This is a podcast based on writers sitting around, drinking coffee or red coffee, and talking about writing, publishing, and the whole creative process. We don't censor ourselves, but we don't swear a lot, so please consider us PG-13. Your host today is me, John Schmidt, and I am joined by two fabulous writers, Violet Woods and Liz Hamill, and we're going to talk about Nano Nano. Uh, sorry, Nano Rimo, National. <laughs> what does Nano Rimo stand for? National Nash. Novel Writing Month. <laughs> National Novel Writing Month. So, uh, a brief description for those of you who don't know: it, there is a wonderful organization called Nano Rimo National Novel Writing Month, which you can join. And they have various mechanisms, which I'm not completely clear on because I haven't done it in a couple of years, that help you write a novel. And they define a novel as a 50,000 word piece of work. And I have attempted it twice, but never completely finished one. It's taught me a lot. We'll go into that in a minute. Liz, what's your experience with NaNoWriMo? Uh, I have attempted NaNoWriMo, uh, I believe, about eight times. I have successfully completed four 50,000 word novels in the 30 day month of November that the event goes forward. I have not yet published any of them. Is publishing a requirement? No, not at all. In fact, the whole point of NaNoWriMo is just to write, to write that first draft. You are not required to show it to anybody ever if you don't want to and in fact the first one i finished is a completely unpublishable mess do, do you get anything at all for completing i mean is is there like a trophy or anything <laughs> a sense of great accomplishment uh and some cool uh web graphics that you can put on your social media also it turns out that if you are in writing professionally, even technical writing, it's something you get to put on your LinkedIn profile that impresses hiring managers. I, I think we'll come back to that um, in a minute. That's, that's news to me and very good to know. Uh, Violet, what's your experience? Yes. Well, I got started in NaNoWriMo um, through a very good friend um, who was doing it purely for personal enrichment, personal satisfaction reasons. She had no interest in publishing. I, however, have always had interest in publishing, especially in the field of romance. And I heard about it from her and I thought, well, that sounds kind of keen. I've never finished a book in my life and maybe it's about time I tried. And I started in, I think 2009 or maybe 2010 was my first year. And I've done it not always successfully, but I've done it every year since. So you're a serial NaNoWriMoist. I am definitely a serial. Uh, so some of us call ourselves Rimos, but I've never really liked that. I don't really like the abbreviation. So writers, so, I think. Suppose. The writers is a good one. Uh, finishers for you two. One of the things <laughs> I found very useful about NaNoWriMo, well, two of the, well, all right. The Spanish Inquisition time, the three things I found most <laughs> useful. The, one of the first ones was, though, uh, they give you a base set of tools to uh, track your word count and um, inspire you. They also have blogs, second tool, 
so that you can look at it. And the base set of tools allows you to do a vital bit of definition first, from my point of view, which is to say what sort of thing you're trying to write, which helps when you get to the marketing end. And then one of the big things for me was that, and I don't think this will be a big thing, real person, but I'm sure there will be a virtual version of it, or I don't know, uh, was write-ins. And I could go to pretty much any coffee shop where I live in the Bay Area and encounter a NaNoWriMo write-in taking over some part of it, which meant that even though you're doing it yourself, there is support around you. And in some cases, there was the ability, certain groups were like, yeah, go ahead and talk. Other groups were like, no, please don't, you know, come to write, drink coffee, write, but don't talk. But I remember Red Rock Cafe in Mountain View having a corner full of plot ninjas, people who would give you plot points to move your plot along. And they even gave out little plastic ninja figures. I loved the Red Rock write-ins. Those were oh, so much fun. I those were those. the best. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I also would note that some of these write-ins um, took off and continued. I know of at least two that before the current crisis continued weekly or bi-weekly all the way up to most of the coffee shops closing down, which is a very powerful thing. Liz, how did you get into NaNoWriMo? Well, um, my original technical writing mentor, a woman named Shelly King, started doing it and got and talked me into trying it with her one year. Uh, and this was probably, I don't know, 2006, 2007, quite a while ago. Uh, and she was actually one of the people who led write-ins and was a community moderator. Uh, so I went to the initial part, you know, getting started party. I went to the write-ins, including at the Red Rock in Mountain View. Uh, and then <laughs> I uh, went to the Thank God It's Over party. <laughs> Although I was never quite hardcore enough to do the write-in at Denny's that you, that before COVID started uh, at 12.01 on November 1st. Yes, the first minute write-in. I always wanted to go to that one and I never managed. It always sounded like it was probably great fun, but yeah. it It sounded really hardcore to me, but generally on November 1st. Uh, well, actually, <laughs> right at that hour, generally, I'm taking off makeup from my evening's activities previous. So, uh, it's, mm. yeah, I found out about it on the Internet. I did go to Red Rock. Um, I never finished a novel. I always stalled. Well, the two attempts I stalled out around 30K. So let me ask you, obviously, there's things on the website that help. And you got a mentor, Shelley. That's really cool. By the way, does she have any published books? Did she, I mean, if she was in NaNoWriMo before you, she must have written a lot. She has written a lot. And in fact, um, she has one published novel. It's called The Moment of Everything. Uh, and it is published by a major publishing house, I think Hachette. And it started out as a NaNoWriMo novel. So, so definitely. And it's a good little book. Yeah, so she has had... The success that we all dream of when we start NaNoWriMo. It's wonderful. That's fantastic. It's, it's a good book. It's a fun little book. I highly recommend it. We'll uh, include links to it um, in our notes. 
but just looking it up right now, it is available on Amazon, and it's got a kitten on the cover, so and books, so it's it's a it's a win right there anyway. Well, do you guys remember the used bookstore on Castro Street in Mountain View? Uh, oh yes, uh, Ananda Book there. Buyers. Yes, it's set there. It's set in Ananda oh. Book Buyers. Uh, in a fictionalized version of it, yes. Oh, I have to read this. I, I lived <laughs> wow. in that store. It also, and oh it God. includes the SCA. <laughs> oh, even better. That's fabulous. Was Shelley okay, involved I'm in buying the SCA? This. <laughs> Shelley was never involved in the SCA, although she did go to several events. I was one of several friends of hers who were members, and uh, we took her to several events. And while it wasn't quite exactly her cuppa, she really liked a lot of aspects of it. Okay, now I really have to read this book. <laughs> uh, well, frankly, I, I get it just for the the, the cover. <laughs> no, it, it, and and it's in a bookstore. Okay. Oh yes. <laughs> so obviously, there's success there. Now, so if you're going to write a novel and it's fifty thousand, what kind of novel can you write with NaNoWriMo? What have you guys written? I've always done. Um, attempted science fiction stories and if i do it this year and i haven't committed because life is crazy right now although i'm going to give you guys a chance to talk me into it i would do a young adult <laughs> novel i've been working on just to finish it what have you written liz first of all john you want to do it it's fun we'll we'll ping you online and and talk about word counts and stuff um for me i've actually uh my very first nano novel was a romance after that, I got into urban fantasy. This year, I'm actually departing from my urban fantasy world, and I'm going to do a straight-up murder mystery, which I've never tried before. Ooh. I, I, well, I, I just read a murder mystery in a fantasy world, so um, you don't have to depart your world, but I understand. I wanted to try something different, and actually, I have been reading Agatha Christie's in preparation. Oh. Good. I, I just read uh, Victoria Goddard's Love in a Mist, Love in the Mist, in her Green Wing and Dark series, which is very much an Agatha Christie book mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> derived. It, it is a snowed in house murder mystery oh, with nice. all of the uh, all of the proper tropes. And that, you know, did you guys ever get help in the structure of your novels in NaNoWriMo or were you just kind of set free to go and do them? You can go either way. This year, I'm actually using one of their little structure tool. I used a structure tool to sort of build out my plot. Okay. What about you, Violet? Have you ever used their stuff? Um, not so much. Um, I'm, I'm definitely a pantser. I do not plot. I've tried it a few times, and every single time I've done, done an outline. You know, used all the stuff tried to figure out exactly what I'm doing, you know, got myself a book cover and did all the things you're supposed to do. And I sat down on November 1st and started writing a totally different story. <laughs> it just, my fingers didn't want to do it and my head was in a different place. And suddenly I had three days worth or 5,000 words of a totally different story and I just went with it. So to each their own. 
I'm I am not a total plotter. I use the little nine point thing because yeah, I've done that too. I've tried to do the outline, and for me, I actually was with it for like the first third of the book. At which point, the characters decided they wanted to do something else, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the rest of the outline was pretty much useless because I had wandered <laughs> off and was writing something entirely other than what I thought I was going to write. Oh it's- my god, have you ever done? The- have you ever done the thing where you started a project and like three or four days in, you were like, nope, I hate this and started a different one? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Totally. Um, I've, 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 I've actually, one of the times I didn't finish, it was, yeah, it's a, I tried to write a novel out of something that really wants to be a screenplay and I just gave up mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because it was totally the wrong medium and yeah, nothing was going right. Mm. Yeah. Can you, can you write a screenplay for no, no, yeah, NaNoWriMo? Actually, yes, you can write anything. They even have sections on the website and in the in the tools you can use for yeah, rule breakers. Rule breakers. <laughs> yes, like who are writing class. plays or screenplays or nonfiction books or yeah, really the only thing you have to do to succeed, as it were, in NaNoWriMo is to write fifty thousand words. That is the barometer of success. The only thing you have, and that's all they they look at to to give uh, you your little badges. Yeah, to get your badges and to be considered a success, all you have to do is submit your manuscript to a word counter. And even if you're doing a different type of project, there are people that you'll meet in the forums, if you go on the forums, who've worked out the equivalent of one page of screenplay equals X amount of words, you know, and to make it work so that you can get the credit and get the certificate and have your name turn purple and all the other, you know, fun little things. Hmm. And put it on your LinkedIn profile. And put it on your LinkedIn yes. profile. That's a surprisingly strong statement. But the the next question for me then is, okay, so you, you've written 50,000 words and you're about to enter uh, NAD, uh Edmo National December Editing Month, which I probably doesn't work out. The one thing it really taught me is that the important thing about writing is sitting down and writing. And you you can't wait for your muse. You can't say you'll get to it later. If you're going to hit a goal, you've got to do the words. And I originally, yes. at the beginning mm-hmm. of this, I said it was uh, 1.3 kilowords per day. And you corrected me, of course, because you guys are winners and said, no, no, it's 1.6 kilowords per day, which is exactly yep. right. Uh, but what else did it teach you? Uh, Kat, any any particular lessons or just, you know? That I could finish a novel instead of just starting one and then, you know, getting bored and letting it fester in my my Word documents for four years, that I could actually finish a book. It also taught me that apparently I am meant to be um, a romance writer because the first year I wanted to write a romance, I wrote a romance. The second year I wanted to write a murder mystery and I wrote a romance. (laughs) The third year I was going to do a supernatural thing about all these vampires and stuff. And it's a romance somehow. Uh, (laughs) Violet, having read your romances, you're a really good romance writer. 
So oh, there, thank you. there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I, I really liked well, your cowboy you. cook one. The kitchen scenes made me I, salivate way too much. I, I love writing those. They're so comfortable and cozy and, and familiar. And I, yeah, can't resist them. That sounds great. I am looking you up and I like reading romance. So I'm going to start buying your books. What, what was the name of that book again? I'm sorry. It's just slipped my head. Uh, actually, there were actually two of them in, in the, the Cowboys and, and Cooking. Um, there was the first one, which was uh, The Way to Their Hearts. And then also Hearts on Fire is a sort of a cowboy cooking one too, although it's set more in the world of the uh, uh, competitive uh, barbecue circuit. Oh, how fun. I think I, I think I read the second one. No, uh, is the competitive barbecue circuit in both of them? No, just, just the, the, then, okay, just good. Then, excellent. I have another book to look forward to. Thank you. Oh, cool. Uh, Liz, how has NaNoWriMo changed your writing? NaNoWriMo is what really taught me about, uh, and forgive me, I am going to swear a little here, it, the technical writing term being the shitty first draft. Mm-hmm. It taught me that it's okay that the writing not fall out of your head perfect the very first try. And I found that I've carried that with me since I learned it. It impacts how I do nonfiction, um, like freelance writing. It actually carries through to how I do technical writing even. I allow myself the luxury of not getting it perfect. You can always rewrite. We live in a, a an amazing age, the age of instant cutting, pasting, editing, deleting, moving. Um, it's not like when you had to hand write out a manuscript in calligraphy to get published. <laughs> Yeah, we can. So it can be bad. It can be wrong. It can be. I have had lots of moments in NaNoWriMo where I've been typing away going, this is awful. <laughs> yeah, and, this and, that, and it didn't slow you yeah. down. You kept typing. I kept typing. And NaNoWriMo is great for that because with the time pressure, and this was the whole point behind the original guy who started this, was he had written the first chapter of his novel like 25 times. And his internal editor kept telling him, it's wrong, it's bad, you have to go back and rewrite. When you're writing Mm -hmm. 50,000 words in 30 days, you don't have time to go back and rewrite. There is one direction and that is forward. Yep. And I love it. You don't have time to go back and rewrite. Time. You must go (laughs) forward. And I found that at least half the time when I have gone back, those things that when I was typing away thinking this is horrible, I've gone back and it hasn't, about half the time, it's not as bad as I thought it was. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) I have not experienced that in such a positive way myself. But then again, I... Allow yourself to be, allow it to be bad. Let it be bad. It's like any other art form. It has to be bad before it can be any good. Oh, yeah. I I have met people at write-ins and on the forums who revel in the badness. They're like, I'm going to write just the worst thing I can possibly write. And half the time, it's it's kind of entertaining, actually, when you get to read snippets of it, if you're lucky enough to get to. I've, I, 
I remember one author um, who was being incredibly mercenary, uh, but also a lot of fun, a younger author who wrote in a character singing the ABC song because each letter <laughs> becomes a word. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P. That's mm-hmm. 18 right there, right? And it, <laughs> it, it, on one thing, it, it seemed to hack. But when you went back and read the whole passage, um, the that it led it basically was a long scene setting and reset you, and the action was a lot more vivid because you have someone in the background going A B C D. Anyway, <laughs> it's okay. amazing what some of the weird stuff you end up doing just to up, up your word count. How that can end up working later on. Oh yeah, and I've done some pretty desperate stuff. I. <laughs> I once went back halfway through and did search and replace to change my villain's name from Joan to Joe Ann, two separate words, just to bump my word count. <laughs> I'm a, I am a f- infamous in my own mind for making sure that every single line of dialogue has he said or she said or mm-hmm. she exclaimed. Um <laughs> That's how I had my word count. And that's totally, that is a totally valid NaNoWriMo technique, by the way. Oh, yeah. My, oh, my, yeah. my technique was to, the first thing I did in any scene was describe the scene and the, the characters in it, um, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. led to a very much, I, I got to say it, it, it becomes very Tolkienian because you're traveling across the countryside, seeing everything. And it forced me to remember my my first attempt um, took place in and around Crater Lake, but a lot of it was traveling from um, Silicon Valley to Crater Lake. So, you know, I just basically had a travelogue. Excellent. But, yeah, I hadn't really, yeah, no, I did like how that that uh, worked out. Yeah, it's funny how those tricks will um, will end up being interesting later on. Notes also count. You know, I have I don't know Kat and John if you've ever done this. Um, you know, where I get absolutely stuck and I don't know what I'm going to do. I'll write a little bracketed note to myself saying somehow I have to transition from point this point to point B. <laughs> Figure it out later. Oh yeah. That oh yeah. Good. Or Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, insert explanation here. Yes. Um, yeah, I do that. I do that so much. And I, I try to make sure and highlight them so that when I'm stuck at some other point, I can go back and clean up all my highlights. I, I, use, uh, but, yeah. I use braces because I can search on braces because I, I never use curly brackets braces in, in any writing form. I use um, I use straight brackets because I don't use them and yeah I can search on it. same reason I can search on it later right because I do use mm-hmm. I uh, parenthetical comments uh, one of the things as a trick I should do is just go back and look at every ellipsis and say okay uh, write that out because that's a <laughs> that thousand good, words that's probably. a good trick well that yeah. also will help me get rid of ellipses because I, I my writing tends to get uh, untrimmed if I'm not cautious. It's it's akin to the fact that my vocabulary increases when I'm drunk because I stop editing down to smaller words. Splendiferous elocution explodes from me. Magnificent. But, 
Well, I don't know. I don't know. Superlative. <laughs> so my thing is. Go ahead. My thing is, as far as as grammatical quirks is uh, semicolons, which is a big problem, because my publisher doesn't allow them. They don't <laughs> allow them. Oh, nope, no semicolons. Yeah, we're not. Our, they go our, through. And, oh, they go, do they actually take them out? Oh yeah, they go through and take them out and replace them all with commas, and then I have to go back through it in the proofs and make everything make grammatical sense again. Ouch. Yeah. Right. That's a really good uh, reminder not to use semicolons. Well, it, they, not all publishers are alike. You know, this particular publishing house doesn't allow them, but it's the only one I've worked with and probably all the others do. So, you know, who knows? Uh, well, but, and, and Liz gave this advice the last time we talked to her, write to what the publisher wants. If they say, submit it this way, submit it this way. Don't handicap yourself. Uh, yes. It's not that hard. Okay. So I want you to, to convince, uh, tell me what you're going to write and then convince me to join NaNoWriMo. You want to go first, Violet, or should I? Um, sure, I'll go. Um, John, you are a good writer. You are an eloquent man. You are intelligent and well-spoken. And you've tried NaNoWriMo before, so you know what it's like. And I have faith in you. I think you can do it. I also think that you don't have to make the decision on November 1st if you don't want to. If you decide on the 3rd or the 5th, it's still not too late to start. You just have to write a little bit more every day to catch up, and I think you can do it. <laughs> okay. Liz, any, any additions? Yes. John, I love your stories. I have loved your stories since my very first SCA event back in 1990-whatever it was. <laughs> You are a consummate storyteller. You are eloquent. I have not been privileged to read much of your writing, but I'd really like to. And if you do NaNoWriMo, I might someday get a chance to read your writing. And I'd really like that. Okay. Uh, I, so that's my, my pitch. <laughs> that one, I'm turning all pink here, which is since we don't have cameras on a great thing. Um, I'm going to say I will do it on one condition. And that is okay. that I can get you both back. Uh, it doesn't have to be for a full half hour for a recap of your NaNoWriMo experience at the end of, you know, at the end of the experience. We'll come back. We'll Absolutely. talk about what worked. We'll talk about, you know, what changed because the year has changed. This may be, I think, a banner year for NaNoWriMo. Now is a good time. Certainly the distractions of our social lives are much lessened. Between the fact that, yeah, I'm not, there's no traveling, there's no social life. And as I mentioned to you early, uh, earlier, John and Messenger, 2020 is just the best year I can possibly imagine to take a month and spend some time every day in a completely make-believe world escaping reality. Oh, yes. I, a lot of people are worried about doing NaNoWriMo in November because of the politics. I'm doing it on purpose to escape it. Bravo. I, uh, that is, wow, that is a really strong convincer. Um, final question, because we're, we're getting to that. Could you repeat again what kind of novel you're intending on starting to write, knowing that the novel will do its own thing? <laughs> well, it's going to end up being a romance. But it's starting as a... 
I'm going to try to do another romantic suspense because um, my second novel, Sweet Temptations, was romantic suspense, and I really liked it. I liked the feel of it. And I love murder mysteries. I read them constantly. And I'd really like to write one. So I'm going to try that again. Excellent. I love Excellent. I love romantic suspense. I hope you are able to do it. I hope that the muse takes you there. Thank you. I hope so too. How about you? you? What are you going to make? I am going for a straight up murder mystery uh, set in the world of the Silicon Valley. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) I'm only laughing because I love your take on the culture here. (laughs) And you certainly have a wide range of experience of it. So, but you and I have different viewpoints on, on the culture of Silicon Valley. So, which makes it more fun because you'll show me, I wouldn't say the see me underside, but you'll definitely show me a different aspect of it, which would be a great learning experience. I think we all have different viewpoints on the worlds we live in. And that's what makes reading people's novels so much fun. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my goal will be to finish, well, I've already done some research on it, but it's it's in a complete rewrite state again. I'm going to hammer out my um, uh, cattle driving novel, which started as a joke and uh, got way too serious. And we're going to take it back to lightly joking. And I, it will probably include a number of parenthetical stories that would be cut to make it meet young adult, but... I'll push for 50,000 words that way. May I make a suggestion? May I make a suggestion? Please. From a mindset perspective, you've used the phrase hammer out and you've talked about cutting back. Maybe just let yourself do what you want to do this time. It's your first draft. It's the shitty first draft. Do whatever you want. You can always cut it or hammer it later. Okay. So stop self-editing and just write? That. Yes. (laughs) Wow, that would be a great learning experience for me. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say to anyone listening that uh, you've heard a number of really good reasons to do NaNoWriMo. And if you want some help, you write us at writersdrinkingcoffee.com and we will help you. Uh, can I connect people to you guys, assuming that they're not asking you to write for them? Are yeah. you willing? To? Okay, sure. excellent. So sure. we will put links to everything we've mentioned, all the interesting things on in our notes on the website, which is, of course, www.writersdrinkingcoffee.com. Uh, this will be posted on Facebook and Twitter. And I probably um, will note that I am affiliated in the NaNoWriMo site, and we will answer email. And everyone has been listening to Writers Drinking Coffee, a labor of love and enthusiasm put together by our hosts. Our main web support magic is brought to us by Deirdre McGaffey Schwein, and our sound engineer, engineer and backup web spider is Dave Welsh. Our intro music is Pretty Made Milking a Cow, and our exit music is Breakfast with a Morning Person, both by Michael Engberg. You can hear more from Michael Engberg on manyhatsmusic.com. Our podcast sponsor is Jackal Designs, enabling you all to buy cool WDC swag, including, soon, a shirt that truly captures this year with a firing ice sculpture on it. Uh, Ice sculptor, not a Zamboni. Again, I'm John Schmidt, and we've been listening to 
Liz Hamill and Violet Woods talk about NaNoWriMo. Thank you.